0: This time on episode 365 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we talk WandaVision Season 1, Episode 7, Breaking the Fourth Wall, and we talk your feedback.
1: I'm S.P. from Better Podcasting, a show dedicated to help make your podcast better, and it is part of the Guinea Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other insightful and wonderful geeky shows at Geek Network. Dot com.
0: You have been granted clearance by Director Alfonso Mack McKenzie.
2: Stand by for a S.H.I.E.L.D. debriefing.
1: All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director.
0: Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Michelle.
1: And I'm producer of the show, SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, February 21st, 2021, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast sellers wide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat as we record. Ladies, happy National Sticky Bun Day. I'm not going to say it. I uh, there's uh, yeah I I hope you're talking about the food. Yes, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Indeed, we're talking about the food. Look, the selections were sparse for this day, so that's what I went with with sticky buns. It apparently is about the actual desserts and stuff like that. I figure food was better than the other option I had, so I just went with it.
0: I think that's fair. The actual food is very delicious, and I will not bring up anything else.
1: Okay. And in <laughs> light of trying to keep this podcast as clean as possible, we're going to move on. Legends of shield is a fan based podcast on the Marvel cinematic and comic book universes
2: because of Disney villain songs. If you'd like to talk to us about Disney villain songs, you can visit our website, legends of If you'd like to
0: sing us your favorite Disney villain song, you can leave us a voicemail at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871.
2: We're on Facebook, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Podcast. We're on Twitter at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash gunageek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. You can join our very robust discussion about Marvel properties and share memes on our discord server at slash discord And remember, Legends of Shield is a proud member of the gunageek.com network.
1: I will say I was impressed by one of the memes that have already been posted about this episode over on our discord server, which if you know the meme about the cat, smudge. Yes, yeah, there is a take on that in I've the, seen that
2: one and it's fantastic. Oh, oh, there there's another one. It's like I canceled Flyer too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm sure there's gonna be a lot more as the week progresses. So you can join us at com slash Discord. In the meantime, let's actually talk about the episode this week. Episode seven of WandaVision breaking the fourth wall was dropped to Disney plus on February 19th, 2021 Lauren, why don't you break down the creative team for the episode? This episode was
0: directed by a familiar name by now, Matt Shackman, who has 51 directing credits since 2002, starting with one of judging Amy, one of six feet under two of everybody hates Chris, three of ugly Betty, five of house, Five of Psych, four of Revenge, six of The Good Wife, two of Game of Thrones, and nine of WandaVision.
1: Now, I would love to actually interview Matt because since he did nine episodes, bing, 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 it must have been incredibly difficult for him to do that because it's all in one set, really. It's all in one soundstage, you kind of figure, or or one lot or whatever. So it's not like they have to go around too much, but. My hat is off to Matt thinking of all this different work that he had to put in, in each individual episode. I don't even know if they filmed them as episodes or if it was just one, you know, from the beginning all the way to the end. I don't know. So I, I need to look that up. Michelle, who wrote this episode?
2: This episode was written by Cameron Squires, has two writing credits starting in 2018, three final space, one WandaVision, and the show render is Jack Schaefer, uh, WandaVision is her first series produced and has six writing credits, including Timer, The Hustle, WandaVision, written one episode, and Black Widow. I'm wondering, I just connected
0: this. I'm wondering if that's why Emma Caulfield's on the show. She was the star of Timer.
1: Probably. And it's a link there with Jack. Yeah, Yeah, people like working with people they had good relationships with professionally. Or they can actually write the part as where they see somebody actually playing it like the president in Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) That was a case. Oh, wouldn't it be great if McDonald actually played the president and everybody's like, yeah, sure. That'd be great.
0: It's reminding me of, uh, avatar, the last airbender. They were looking for a Jason Isaacs like voice for one character. And finally someone was like, why don't we just ask
1: Jason Isaacs? Tends to work every once in a while, not all the time, but, Every once in a while. All right, Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was looking forward to this because I like Breaking the Fourth Wall in good productions. And a lot of sitcoms in the 20 teens had this going on, The Office, Modern Family, that sort of thing. But what is the essence behind the title, Breaking of the Fourth Wall, Michelle?
2: Well, you have a lot of people talking to the camera. You have Wanda realizing that she's responsible and talking and then you've got of course monica breaking through the barrier again and then we finally have agnes coming out of you know the shadows breaking that wall and realizing you know that she's agatha so we got a lot of breaking of walls and some questions answered many more came up but yeah i think this was going on
0: yeah it's this is also the 2000s is the time period when Breaking the fourth wall as a narrative choice in TV also became more of a thing like, you know, you've probably seen the memes. It's like stares into the camera like the office. And you had that naturally with the office, with Parks and Rec, with Modern Family, where it's people who are basically they know they're on a TV show. So they're talking directly to the audience. And that's kind of what was happening here.
1: I heard at one point in time that it was symbolic because when Monica was thrown out by Wanda, she literally went through four walls on the way out. I didn't realize that until this title came up and I was you know, doing some research, looking at the Internet, and somebody pointed out, yeah, Monica actually went through four walls.
0: They 100% knew what they were doing with that.
1: Right. Everything about this, there is nothing that is put in these episodes that is by mistake. It is all either relevant directly to the story or some sort of Marvel Easter egg. So I've really enjoyed the quality of production that we've been getting. And I don't know. What do you guys think? So we covered all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. How would you rate the quality of the production of these nine episodes versus all of the episodes for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Do you think the quality here is better?
2: You cannot. You cannot compare. Yeah, it's out of that league. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was made on that weekly seven to eight, you know, that whole like seven day rotation. Sometimes there's an eight day rotation uh, where you have six weeks to do the final post production and get it out there. You cannot compare trying to, you know, doing 22 episodes in a certain type of months because these are and here's the thing. This isn't 13 hours. This is not nine hours. Sorry, this is not nine hours of content. We've had episodes that are 22 minutes. This episode was barely 40. So this isn't even nine hours of content. You cannot compare. They had less than nine hours of content to film over months while you have a broadcast network schedule. You cannot compare apples to oranges.
0: Yeah, this is also working on. I'd say if I remember right, this is I mean, it's less than it costs to make a Marvel movie, but it's like the budget is more like an HBO show than a network show.
1: I had a fantastic discussion offline with somebody that had just watched WandaVision and had not watched anything else in the MCU. He was solely focused on the storytelling of WandaVision. And of course, he went into all the TV tropes. And everything. Just like in the beginning of our coverage of WandaVision, we were talking about how it was reminiscent of different levels, like three or four different levels. So he's like at level one or level two. And he thought it was amazing just on that. And for the rest of us that are watching it at level three or four, maybe even five, we we don't even know, it is even better. So I do enjoy that. But the discussion about serial television on a weekly basis versus the i won't call it the bbc model even though it's a streaming model where you had a buy of so many episodes and they got extra time to actually make them versus the tv shows i think that is a fantastic discussion to have and i think my viewing tastes definitely have gone to i want to see more quality but that's not the case with everybody some somebody might just want you know a little distraction so go with the weekly stuff Anyway, Michelle, you hit on it from the beginning. Agatha Harkness was a divulge in this episode. We actually got confirmation that we're talking about Agatha and we got maybe confirmation of her alliance, good or bad. What do you think, Lauren?
0: Uh, First of all, vindication. So it's interesting. I've pointed out before Agatha in the comics mostly is is a good guy she's a mentor to wanda she was basically the fantastic four's nanny for a while in the ultimate comics she was apparently a villain in the fantastic four ultimate series which i never read because i am not the hugest fantastic four fan i did see and i was combing the internet for where i saw this i saw this on like friday saturday and i lost it since then But someone was pointing out she might be a composite character with, and I'm blanking out on the character's name, who was a bad guy who helped to deteriorate Wanda's state of mind in the 616 comics.
1: I have not heard that. I have my own. (laughs) What is your own?
2: Okay, so... Uh here's the okay yes vindication now we know that we're going the magic route we've been talking about the doctor strange thing how are they going to do it here we go yes agatha is like as lord said nanny to the first family of marvel helpful of wanda we saw a close up of the fly which means probably mephisto and here's the thing about mephisto mephisto Has to corrupt someone first because he can't do stuff on his own. He needs a proxy and so has to corrupt someone first in order to do his bidding. So I'm wondering because we saw we just didn't see a fly little buzzing about they did it, it, it. You saw it on the curtain fly, just the fly. So I'm wondering because, again, Agatha has such a good reputation. In the comics, I am wondering if with the fly, we have Mephisto actually being the actual true bad guy, got a hold of Agatha, corrupted Agatha. Agatha got a hold of Wanda and we are now, you know, having Wanda, you know, mature her powers. Uh, She is the one that does the hex. She is that power behind the hex, but she is being manipulated into keeping it going. So I'm wondering if there's a bad guy to the bad guy. I don't think Agatha is. We got the fly. If we have the fly, we have Mephisto. And if that's the case, that's what I think is going to happen.
0: Okay, so that is not actually a fly. What that is, is a cicada. And I would need to see a still to compare it. But the first thing I thought of when I saw it was the 17 and 13 year cicadas, which For those of you who don't know, and I'm not sure how you could have missed this happening every few years, there's a genus of cicada that buries underground and is a larva, a pupa, for 13 to 17 years. And when they come up from the ground, they swarm, they're loud, there's like a month where they're everywhere and they're mating, and then they all just die. And the fact that these specifically come up from underground. And we see that the basement is full of weird stuff. I'm wondering if it's a little bit of symbology that, you know, she was underground for all this time. And now she's back in the light and to do her business, as it were. The other thing that I wanted to point out, and it's actually really funny that SP and I are wearing the shirt colors we are. SP is wearing a red shirt. I'm wearing a purple shirt. (laughs)
1: intentionally on my part by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Unintentionally on mine, I so I live in Texas. We had that big winter storm. I can't do laundry. I only have a limited number of clean clothes right now. But anyway, we see every time we see Scarlet Witch's magic, it's red. We see her wearing red clothes like a lot. It's very tied into her character. There's I'm thinking specifically of a scene here where she's at kind of her most powerless. And she's not wearing red. She's in gray. Agatha, as we see her magic, is purple. And once the show skips to color, you can see her wearing little hints of purple and then just full-blown purple blouse this episode. Again, symbology there. As she's bringing up her powers, she's, again, coming more out in the open. I saw this pointed out somewhere. The outside of the hex is red, yes. The inside, anytime we see someone get pulled through it, is like a bluish purple. I'm kind of theorizing that Wanda didn't so much create the hex and everything in it. She's holding its effects in. And Agatha
2: is the one who's pulling the strings in there. Ooh, if we have purple, then that would be the dark dimension. Yep. So a lot of people keep bringing up Mephisto because we have the twins and Kevin Feige's been teasing Young Adventures since 2018. And then, of course, got the Fox toys. And with Monica, and then again with Agatha, that brings along, again, because they have the Fantastic Four. There's rumors that they might bring in the Fantastic Four before anything else. And we didn't see Monica's guy. So we just saw the stuff. So we really, I mean... If that's her guy, then I guess that's her guy. So it's just one of those things. Because also Agatha can move through space and time. So it's just like a dark dimension thing. Again, this is supposed to tie in with Doctor Strange. But for them to bring uh, out Dor- Dor- Mo- Momo, however you pronounce his name, as the bad guy again. Dormammu. I don't know. That might be too repetitive. So I'm sort of, again, with Mephisto because it would be an interesting thing new villain and it's tied to multiple things i'm wondering if this is also going to
0: tie into eternals because the demonic beings of the marvel universe you know they're basically just i mean yeah they're demons but it's also they're of a different species we know about celestials we know that the eternals are kind of related to that but not really is this bringing in something that's going to be again big in doctor strange in maybe the eternals in the weirder stuff that they're going to do for tv i don't know i'm very curious and also in the past i've talked about well where did you know she, she wanda made up these two kids where did she get their souls again in the comics the first time that wanda ends up pregnant the souls of her children are actually shards of mephisto and that's why they have to put them back that's why agatha wipes her memory of having the kids and that kind of drives her a little more off the edge in disassembled when she remembers everything right now seems to be pointing to mephisto we'll see if again they're going to you know, take a swerve at the last second and do something completely out of left field. But I think right now it's a pretty safe bet to say that we're getting Mephisto
2: and we're getting Nexus being the commercial Nexus. We get Nexus beings, which are rare. Indiv- I actually looked this up just so you case mm-hmm. rare individual entities with the ability to affect probability. That's something Scarlet Witch can do, and thus the future, thereby altering the flow of the universal time string. These beings, each referred to as a nexus, act as keystones in the multiverse and are crucial to its ultimate coherence and stability. And as we've been talking about, in-game messed up time. So, yeah, we're just, we're just geeking out over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, again, I was looking, I, after the episode, I, I had so many tabs open looking stuff up. Nexus beings are also basically like, the center of magic in their particular universe they're kind of by them existing they're keeping magic i don't even really know how to explain it but they're kind of responsible for that just by existing and again like michelle said messed up the time stream everything's gone wonky maybe that's why wanda's powers have both increased and seemingly freaked out
1: I'll lay something down on you guys that I heard online was that the excitement and the energy of Wanda herself as she's narrating the start of the episodes has waned. So if you compare her speaking at the beginning of the episode one versus at the beginning of the episode seven, you'll see a drain of energy. The inference is that somebody, whether it's Agatha or Mephisto or whatever, is draining energy to do something. Now, in the cellar, we saw a bunch of magical stuff, including a magic book. We've had experience with magic books, both with Doctor Strange and with the Darkhold over in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, in Doctor Strange, there in the library, there was a space that was open that had a book that was missing, basically. and. Could this be that book? Was the Darkhold that book? I don't know. But since Kevin Feige has kind of sort of said that the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was no longer part of the MCU, I'm thinking it's more aligned to Doctor Strange than to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: I don't see why it couldn't be both. We know that the show ties into Doctor Strange, and we know this is a separate dimension from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. verse. So maybe that's this universe's version of the Darkhold
1: it could be especially since we are now looking the face into the nexus or the multiverse or whatever you want to call it that's where we're going here which is great that disney bought fox at this point in time and, and we got the mutants because this is a great time to bring those storylines in in together where you can actually throw in the mutants and fantastic four and everything like that i think it's all coming together the time jumping that was kind of freaky at the beginning where we had speculated before where we had kind of reached the end of the time with the sitcoms and that modern family was going to be it. And we were wondering if they were going to go back in time and we kind of got that kind of didn't. So we're not going to be revisiting. I don't think anyway, we're going to be revisiting any of the times for the sitcoms. It's not like we're going to get a longer delge into full house or something like that, but it was pretty cool where the kids were playing video games and it went back to Uno cards and Atari, 2,600 controllers and everything. and So, obviously, Wanda, I think, is having problems since she expanded the Hex of creating the Hex. Get back to what Michelle was talking about. And I think Agatha is controlling everybody's mind on the inside. Although Wanda has had influence, it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out in the next two episodes.
0: Uh, I just... This episode had so much. So, again, I feel, okay, first of all, we see Wanda in the middle of a breakdown, like, in the show. It's, you know, Mommy's going to have a lion, and the whole mention of the quarantine-style staycation. And I was kind of shocked out of the show for a moment with that, because COVID-19, as far as we know, doesn't exist in the MCU. This was filmed, for the most part, before the lockdown, and... I think it's interesting to see that little bit again, breaking the fourth wall, just acknowledged in there. But beyond Wanda sort of breaking down this episode, I feel like, again, it's this episode's about Agatha. This episode's about just setting up the end game of the show. I have, okay, so in the comics, Agatha was a witch from Salem. Yes, that's Salem. Yes, that time and she survived being burned at the stake which by the way nobody was burned at the stake at the salem witch trials They were hanged in in one case pressed to death but i I did a whole presentation on it in middle school people were very disturbed i'm surprised i didn't get sent to the counselor i made a diorama of a gallows so wow yeah it's me but one of the things that's Really, if you go back and you look at, like, the Malice mellificarum or just any of the stuff that was written about witches back in the day, one of the things that they were supposed to look for are witch marks, which are usually just moles and stuff like that. That was where, after, okay, after the witch had supposedly signed her name in the devil's book and she would get a familiar which Senor Scratchy, anyone? And that mark was supposed to be where they would suckle the familiar. So if you didn't like someone and you knew they had moles, you'd be like, well, they're a witch. Here we have Senor Scratchy, who is, her, for all intents and purposes, her familiar. In the comics, it was a cat named Ebony who had the ability to shapeshift. We see the little bit of her at the beginning of the Agatha All Along segment when we see her clothes changing. It seems to be that
2: old-fashioned gothy look oh talking about moles remember before she takes the kids she looks at wanda and she says you know i have a mole on my back yeah you take a look and then she's like oh no boundaries yep and i've watched this episode three times (laughs) same (laughs) so it's like she also is the one that manipulated having pietro so I wonder if anyone could have pulled anyone out of like some sort of dimension. It could have been her doing it because again, traveling across space and time, it's just a lot. And then we finally get, I know we haven't even talked about it, <laughs> but we're finally getting Monica. I mean, we, we hypothesize yeah. that yes. we're, I hope it's spectrum because Same. when she comes in, she sees actually the waves and everything. She actually sees the EM spectrum because the whole eye thing. So I am hoping that we get, I hope the name's going to be Spectrum.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Also, speaking of Pietro, I saw a theory. And again, this is just a theory. In the comics, Agatha has a son named Nicholas Scratch. So again, Senor Scratchy, but someone's theorized that Pietro is actually Nicholas Scratch. I don't know. It's all a big shrug right now.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I saw Pietro there at the end and
0: I for, I'm sorry I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about the dark hold I was looking up stuff about the dark hold earlier and it's actually kind of important in both Agatha and Scarlet Witch's backstory there was a mini series a while ago called dark hold book of sins and in issue number six Agatha finds a prophecy in there that reads a child born of no man and of a woman marked by sin. Daughter becomes mother. Then will the dark return begin. So big shrug there again.
1: Okay. Other things to note. We have the TV signal that doesn't exist anymore. So this, none of this was being broadcast anywhere. I
2: I have somebody pointed out that if you notice by the time modern family came out, broadcasters had to go over high definition. So older televisions with the antennas wouldn't pick it up. So, I mean, I understand if it's still not broadcasting, like if they can't, but Darcy's the one that actually read and Darcy ended up in the hex as the escape artist and then driving Vision around and explaining to it, you know, and stuff. So is it not broadcasting or has it just switched? Three things about this episode being
0: said in the 2000s. One, exactly what Michelle said. This was when broadcast switched over. So it could still be broadcasting. Who knows? Two, again, breaking the fourth wall. It is broadcasting. It's broadcasting to us, the audience. And three, we've noticed before, oh, there's nothing after the credits. This episode was the first one. When did mid-credit scenes start getting popular in the 2000s with the MCU stuff specifically.
1: Yeah. I mean, the first one was Ferris Bueller's day off. That was the first end credit scene anyway.
0: Yes, but they didn't get, it wasn't a thing like, Oh, you have to stay till after the movie. And then it became Marvel's thing to set up the next movie, basically in the end credits and mid credits.
1: All good points. I tend to think that there just isn't a broadcast anymore because as incompetent as I think most assured people, is i think they would have searched the spectrum and been able to find a tv broadcast
2: hayward is obsessed with finding vision because we learn that he's putting vision together does that make him ultimately evil i don't know again we've talked about the psychological damage the snap has done so i don't want to go over that again but we've learned that he wants to put vision back together again and with wanda taking visions which we learned that from darcy she's been watching the show for a week and that it's been a few weeks since Endgame because vision is talking about all the trauma that she recently has been through and he's starting to understand even though he has no idea who he is
0: yeah we also in response to turning vision into a weapon the project was named cataract Cataract is a thing that obscures your vision. Uh huh.
1: Which is in the comics, what was done to vision was to try to obscure what he was thinking or or whatever, viewing so that they could use.
0: So, was this actually, was Wanda Stealing the Body actually a rescue mission?
1: Yeah. So, this gets me into where we're going to go. And I'm going to cut this short because I don't want to go into everything. But one of the things that I think we're going to get next week is maybe a rewind where we do get. To where Wanda, what caused Wanda to steal Vision back and what caused her to create the Hex to begin with. I think we're going to get a rewind next week. We might not. I don't know. But I think it would be good storytelling to get the rewind next week and then the following week come with a conclusion.
0: I think you're right. I think next week is definitely going to be the setup to the end.
1: Aside from that, what we have is Vision that is coming back towards Wanda in his home. We have S.W.O.R.D. set to invade the Hex. I have no idea if they're going to get in or not because of all the problems Wanda had, by the way, or Monica had. By the way, Monica was driving what I consider to be a knockoff of one of the rovers from the Martian. It
0: absolutely is. I saw that and I was like, I've seen that
1: before. Exactly. So it could be a different style of expeditionary vehicle or whatever, but it it was like straight out of the Martian for me.
0: Even more things that this could be setting up Fantastic Four, canonically, the Fantastic Four get their powers by cosmic radiation when they go to space. That is clearly a
1: space vehicle. Well, it's well, yeah, I biggest armored space yes. vehicle whatever. So, Michelle, tell me this, since we were pontificating about this for weeks now. Are you satisfied with knowing who the science quote unquote guy is right now or do you think there's somebody else behind the scenes?
2: Well, we really don't know who the guy is. I mean, we find out that we have people loyal to Monica within Sword and we we might not, you know, there could have been someone cuz it says like was this made to your specs and she's like yes. So could major been Just a delivery person and we still don't know? That's what I assumed because they very okay, she said guy. I know
0: that people are like, oh, I I say guys for everyone, blah, blah, blah. But when you say guy, you think male. This was very specifically a woman. I think again, we've talked their attention to detail in this show is so so good that I think they very deliberately picked a woman so that we would know this is not her guy.
1: Very well could be.
0: We just got a question in the chat. What do y'all think about the rumors that the next two episodes are each over an hour
1: long? I haven't seen anything on IMDb. I haven't seen them credited or anything, but I could definitely see that. Okay. This goes back to your original timing and I haven't timed the last two episodes. Did you time last week's episode after we recorded? Cause you said you might do that. I did not. Yeah. Right. I was thinking about watching if I had time, all of them before we recorded this week, I didn't have time. So probably next week I'll watch all of them again before I watch episode eight. So what we're talking about is a couple of weeks ago, Lauren went back and she timed The amount of time that we spent inside the hacks inside WandaVision, and it was roughly about 22 minutes, which is the length of a sitcom. And I did not time this week nor last week. I could see it being more this week just because we had a lot of people that were taken out like Darcy. We haven't even talked about Darcy yet. I mean, we've alluded to her, but we haven't talked about it yet. So I don't know how much time was spent inside the hacks. I could definitely see it being longer because we're no longer in that sitcom trope.
0: Well, we still sort of are like here. We've talked. It's a little bit modern family. It's a little bit the office, the opening credits. First of all, the music was very reminiscent of the office and the actual opening credits were very reminiscent of a show called Happy Endings with the first word just being put in all sorts of places. And then the second word coming in at the end, go look up the happy ending credits on YouTube. Everyone in the comments is there like, who's here from WandaVision? So I think we're still in that 22 minutes being shown to us from inside the hex.
1: The only sitcom that I watched amongst that bunch was The Office and the music was reminiscent of The Office. But the credits themselves were nothing like The Office. I did go back and I did look at the Happy Endings credits, which was done by the Russo brothers, by the way.
0: Oh, even more. OK. Yes. Again, more tie ins.
1: Right. And the visuals were straight out of Happy Endings. And was it monsters at the end or with Wanda? It felt very monsters. Are you talking about the Agatha all along song?
0: Yeah, it felt very monsters.
1: And there was the Adams family too, but it felt more like the monsters to me than Adams family. Anyway, who knows what that? Yeah. be? it was black and white. It was back to black and white.
0: Well, it's showing Agatha and the Agatha all along song. By the way, I've had it in my head for days. So good.
1: Wait, the only two days. You haven't seen it before Friday. So it's only two days. <laughs> That's multiple days. Michelle, let's talk about Darcy. I mean, we've alluded to her several times. Let's talk about it because Darcy is now in the hacks. She's now inside the television show.
2: She says, you know, I wanted a guest starring role, but I wasn't expecting this. And I just love how you had the sitcom trope of the miscommunication, the one person, I think you're, you know, talking about like, what, do you want to like go out on a date with me? And Vision's just like, you, you helped me. And that was kind of funny because that's a trope. And then Darcy, first off, obeys traffic laws. That's interesting. And then, you know, she becomes like the escape artist. Again, she was chained up and then she's just able to break out of that. But I love the line where she's like, you know, okay, I'll go out with you, but I'm ordering the lobster. That's also a trope because it's supposed to be the most expensive item. So that whole, if you take me out, I'm going to order expensive food.
0: The strong man that was there, who was the one who is like, hey, the lions are done. You're up next. That is, in fact, the agent who handcuffed Darcy
1: to the truck. Oh, I was wondering about that. There has been speculation about the S on his belt, that it was strongman or Superman or something. It was like
0: probably that. for sword.
1: It could have been. It was really funny having Kat Dennings inside of a sitcom. Again, it was, I mentioned this last week, it would have been a stretch having her in a diner because there's not really a diner set that we know of anyway in this town, but that would have been awesome to bring her in that. She did steal a funnel cake truck. Okay. cupcakes. Okay. I'm going to say it counts. All right. We're going to count that. She steals the key. Did you guys pay attention to where she got the keys from? A hula,
2: a hula girl bobble. <sighs> yes, yes,
0: yeah. That I, I tweeted about that in when I was live tweeting the episode. Where else have we seen a hula bobble head thing on in a van?
1: Episode one, season one, Agents of Shield, inside the van.
0: Which I think might be a hint that yes, that book is in fact this universe's version of the darkhold. Again, there's too many the show has been too attentive to too many small details for stuff that you are supposed to notice it's at the center of the screen for this to be an accident.
1: Really quick, I was really impressed with how they did Spectrum Photon Monica. She did the 3-point landing, her eyes glowing, we saw what she was seeing out there. I think that was an excellent origin story for a superhero in marvel even if it's in wandavision and not on the big screen i really enjoyed that
0: the voices as she was forcing her way through that conversation
2: i wrote that down (laughs) (laughs) if you want do you want me to please okay hold on hold on i'm scrolling i'm scrolling (laughs) okay here we go voices as it enters the hex maria no i can't i can't leave monica Yan, Monica, mommy, it's okay. I can stay with grandma and pop pop. Maria, there's no way I'm going, baby. It's too dangerous. Yan, Monica, mom, maybe I could fly up and meet you halfway. Fury, only if you can learn to glow like your aunt Carol. Maria, and you were the most powerful person I knew. Dr. Harley, your mom, she died, honey. Woo, she was truly an inspiration. Sorry, and then there's a no. And then it ends with Carol. Your mom's lucky when they were handing out kids, they gave her the toughest one. And then that's when she pulls herself together and punches through. Yeah, that's. Am
0: I right that that's a whole new conversation between Monica and Maria?
1: I think a lot of it was taken from the Captain Marvel movie.
0: It's been too long since I've seen the Captain okay. Marvel movie. Like so.
1: Fury's comment was straight out of the yeah. Captain Marvel well, yeah. movie. Okay, And there could have been some stuff that wasn't in there, but I took it as that most of it was part of the what we've already seen on screen, which was yeah. that Marvel movie. We still don't know what happened between Monica and Carol, but I don't know if it had something to do with her mom's death or, or whatever, but we'll probably see that because they don't just bring that up for nothing, right? Yeah. They brought that up originally a few episodes ago because it's going to manifest itself in the future.
0: Oh, and we have, speaking of that, you know, once she's in, first of all, her undershirt from that astronaut outfit uh, is very reminiscent of her superhero costume from the comics.
1: Oh, it did have sword on the front. Yeah,
0: and it had sword on the front. But when she's talking to Wanda, she's trying to talk some sense into Wanda. It's stuff we've talked about in a previous episode, how they're both grieving. They're both grieving what's to them a very recent loss. And it seems like she's starting to break through to Wanda. And that's when Agatha comes and takes her away.
1: Well, stuff that I've learned in Stargate SG one is never go into the basement. And I think they're going to go into the basement. That's
0: stuff I learned from horror movies. You never go into
1: the basement. Right. So Michelle, how'd your mom like the episode?
2: She was a bit, she had to ask me, so it's not Wanda. And so I sort of, I had to explain like, Agatha, and that it's, you know, Wanda is doing the hex part, but she's being manipulated, and that we'll find out who's been manipulated in the next two episodes. So she found it intriguing. But again, for the person who isn't like a geek like us, it was a bit like, who is that? And why is she important? So I think next episode, you know, a lot of people are having issues watching WandaVision because first off it's episodic and it's actually going from traditional episodic to modern episodic and you have to be willing to stick with it I think this is something that a lot of people might binge after it's all done which is going to be interesting how you how it's going to be and you know binging it as opposed by doing it week to week but this is like one of those for her. It was a head scratcher because she's not a geek like us.
1: That's fair. That's reminiscent of the same conversation I had with another person, a guy who actually is the producer of the the audio drama that I'm going to be on. He was interested in the storytelling about it, but I didn't know he didn't have any. Knowledge of the rest of the MCU, he's like, yeah, I, I could care less. Now the mutants, X Men, I'm all over that, but the MCU, no. So it was an interesting conversation I had with him.
0: So the very end of the episode, in the the shawarma, as it were, we see Monica going to the basement, the cellar door, and when she opens it up, she sees inside. It's those vines that's all over it, but it has like that purple power kind of going through it, and Pietro shows up behind her. Do y'all think that that statement is a threat or do you think that he also knows that something's up?
2: I don't know because from the way it looks from Agatha, he's been manipulating. So she, if he's been, if, if Agatha has been manipulating him, then he is probably not a good thing for Monica.
1: I could see that. I was taking it in the sitcom trope of a cliffhanger where It seems like it's not good, but it really is good. So I'm more on that camp, but I am not sold on either way. I'm only like 51% that Petro is actually going to end up helping Monica versus there to possibly contain her. And then Vision is going to have to come in and save her or or something. I don't know. Like, again, I said, I think we're going to get a rewind coming up. And I don't know if it's going to be the entire next episode or if it's going to be part of the next episode or part of the final episode. But we still have to go back to how this whole thing started. So it's either going to be next episode or the final episode. Michelle, any final thoughts?
2: I wonder if she's going to have to give up Vision in order to make things right. Because remember, Vision didn't want to be brought back. And when he learns his origin story he doesn't really like the fact that his body is made from someone who is going to commit global genocide it's just interesting if that's going to have to happen because when you grieve and something sometimes you have to let something go and i just wonder if she has to do that
1: i thought this was a good transition for the mcu to get with everybody all the fans like us that really didn't feel comfortable with vision having to leave the mcu at the end just like black widow and i think this was a good transition to black widow's got her own movie this is kind of the the transition for for vision yes we got the awesome death scenes within end game itself and within infinity war itself but i think this is the transition for fans to bring closure to so and resolution so that they can go forward with the mcu that is just my anticipation of what we're going here. I think that vision is just at an end. Paul Bettany is at an end for the MCU. Just my two cents next week. We will be covering WandaVision season one, episode eight. I do not believe it has a title as of yet in keeping with that. Great. And you know, this could be part of the anti-spoiler thing that Disney plus has. They realize that everybody's watching this on Disney plus that is not a set Watch time. Lauren, you're doing the tweets, the live tweets on Saturday mornings, your Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to give everybody a chance to watch it before if they want. I don't want to like just jump right out there with spoilers, since, again, this is not a show that airs at a certain set time. Right, You can watch it whenever.
1: So I think the title thing is probably Disney Plus's attempt at trying to keep spoilers out, but just by them saying, Hey, let's not spoil next week or not. Anyway, we know there's nine episodes. We know next week is episode eight. We don't know how long it is. We don't know what the title is, but we will be talking about it next week. In the meantime, we're going to run down some feedback that we got from all of you.
2: Uh, We got some feedback on Twitter. Yep. Mr. Paraclete said,
0: Someone brought this up on a different social media feed. Who would win in a fight? Dark Phoenix or Scarlet Witch? If I'm not wrong, isn't Phoenix higher in power by a couple of levels or so? And this sparked a little conversation in the comments. If we put this specifically to the movie versions of each, and let's say the most... Okay, I want to say the most recent Version of Dark Phoenix, but I still haven't watched that
2: movie. Bad X Men fan. What do y'all think? Yeah, that's the big thing. It's always which version of Dark Phoenix, because you have to remember, I've lost count of how many times Jean Grey has died and been re- been resurrected and been cloned and been Phoenix, and which version of Dark Phoenix are we talking about? Are we talking about when she was with the Hellfire Club? Are we talking about when she actually went and destroyed a planet? And which version of Scarlet Witch are we talking about? Are we talking about this Scarlet Witch, or we are talking about the Scarlet Witch that could create her own reality? It would be an interesting fight. I think they would hold their own, but I think it's interesting. I think if we go with peak power or something, I think Scarlet Witch might have. She can really manipulate like the space around and such. So maybe Scarlet Witch.
0: It really is. It's a force of cosmic nature versus basically the channel through which chaos magic flows through. And I think the one thing that I'm absolutely sure of is it would wreck a lot of stuff if they ever fought like full power toe to toe.
1: I'm going to go off script and I'm going to say Captain Marvel just because she's my favorite.
0: We also have from Andy Mingna on Twitter, in response to the live tweet when I was like, hey, the Nexus or the Oslo, fa- uh, it says faculty, but I think facility where Tony located Jarvis. And I had to go back to look because honestly, I haven't watched Age of Ultron since it came out in the theaters. But yes, Tony actually does go to the the Nexus facility in Oslo to look up their servers and because Jarvis has like shown up on there.
1: Yeah, we, we do know that this is in New Jersey, though. We do know that for whatever reason that Westview, New Jersey is where the hex is. I don't know. Could be something there or not. Anyway, I think we've had a great discussion this week. Michelle, do you have a suggestion here?
2: We are going to ignore all the advice we learn in horror films, and we're going to open that cellar door and head into the basement.
1: want to thank everybody that has been downloading the podcast everybody that has been coming in and giving us feedback either on a discord server on twitter or even here on youtube as we are streaming live at geeks out live 5 p.m eastern time on sunday so thank everybody for continuing to interact with us because that is why we do this we do this because we just want to talk about great things that are marvel so thank you
0: Related. Thank you to the folks who have been showing up for the live tweet, whether it's while I'm live tweeting or after. I really love seeing y'all's comments, seeing just everything that you thought of during the episode, because let's face it, there's a lot going on in these in these episodes. So thank you and see you on Saturday, I guess.
2: Yes, thank you to everyone who listens and also follows our Discord rules of putting spoiler filled stuff in the spoiler section and then putting general comments in our podcast channel and the memes are being the memes are coming i just i really just love that one that tackle but like you know she killed sparky and and it's like remind like the wizard of Oz, and you're a little dog too but there's one it's like that actually says and I canceled Firefly, too. <laughs> I can't wait. That that one's that one's going to be meaned for a while.
1: We had to mm-hmm. have our shoot-the-dog moment in WandaVision, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just want to say that I've enjoyed everybody keeping to the spoilers channel once they've watched it on Friday and Saturday because I mute that channel. So I, I don't see any notifications that come through on it until... I actually watch it and then I go in there and I post my thoughts and I interact with everybody and everything. So I think the spoilers channel is a great thing to do. All right. Until next time I am producer of the show SP. I'm
2: agent Lauren and I'm agent Michelle.
1: Okay. See everybody next time. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening.
0: If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not
2: represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Gunna Geek.
1: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. How's the land of the frozen?
0: (laughs) It's 73 degrees
1: out.
2: Uh, uh climate change uh, isn't it great it.
1: yeah i was watching an instagram video of uh somebody that i know that does a star wars podcast in austin and he was collecting snow drippings off of his roof through the downspout for water to flush the toilets we were doing that too do you have good drinkable potable water now or
0: yeah uh, well we We had been staying at my friend Mary's house Uh for the worst of it. Like after Monday night, we were like, okay, this is very quickly going to be very bad. So while like the sun was up that day, the warmest part of the day when the ice on the road melted a little bit, we're like, okay, let's take the drive up to Mary's. So on the way back, we got just a bunch of containers and filled them with water Like, basically anything we had that could hold water plus a uh, paint bucket that Mary had. So, we have, and our apartment's been giving us two bottles of water a day since yesterday, so. That's not bad. No, it's not. But, yeah, we, we have water to drink. And now we have water actually going in the pipes, so we don't have to use the bucket to refill the toilet. All right. Yeah.
1: Good to know. And no pipes froze?
0: No, not, no, uh, not here. And, um, apparently the seller went and checked out the condo and everything's fine there. We're still going to try to get another inspection just
1: to be sure, but good luck in that. I know contracts and everything can be a little problematic with that. Like you've already had an inspection. You've already said it's good to go. That sort of yeah, thing. It's
0: a week and a half till closing. I'm I don't have room to be excited right now because of the whole week. Like I actually finally had a panic attack. last night.
1: Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the two days before I was supposed to close on this house? You may have, and I may have forgotten. I don't know if I've said anything about it or not. So it was a Sunday and I took the kids and came over here and I'm just checking out the house. And one of the things to check out the house that I've heard, and it's not a bad idea, but it's not a deal closer once you learn more about how utilities work is I heard, well, open up every single faucet, make sure you have enough water pressure to run every single faucet. That's not entirely true because the water pressure isn't meant to run 20 faucets all at the same time. It's not like it's a place of business where you have 20 different toilets and 20 different sinks and that sort of thing. It's meant to run a few things at the same time, not the entire thing. That wasn't the problem. I mean, it wasn't, really happy with the water pressure but it's never been an, a huge issue here but while I was doing that the kids ran down to the basement and they were playing in the basement which was going to be their playroom anyway and then they said hey dad I was like <laughs> what and they're like it's flooding down here oh no and I was like oh my gosh really and so I was thinking oh they they just clogged up the toilet or something like that while well, I get down there and what had happened is that the sewer was backing up, but it wasn't a toilet issue. What had happened was the grounding wire when they were putting it into the ground. It was a quote unquote one in a million shot. I've had since learned that it's more common than not, but it was called a one in a million shot where the grounding rod went right through the sewer line. Oh, geez. On the outside. So they had to dig up that side of the house. And replace the sewer line and everything. But this was two days before closing. So needless to say, we did not close in two days. Yeah. They had to take care of things. And not only that, but they weren't going to replace the carpet. I was like, oh, hell no. You are going to replace the carpet. So they replaced the carpet. Mm -hmm. It's been 18 years now. Carpet needs replaced again anyway. I I just haven't done it yet. But yeah, that was my two days before closing water damage tale. Good to know that apparently everything is okay right now.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good.
1: I had another podcast episode drop last week. It was the Geopats books. So this woman, Steph, she does, she's an expat. Geopat, she calls herself now. Uh, She's a teacher with her husband, and they go all across the world. I think they're actually in the United States right now because of the pandemic. They couldn't find work. So they ended up being back here in the United States. Anyway, Geopat's Books is the podcast name. And I discussed with her Leviathan Wakes, which is the first book in the Expanse series. Yes, I've actually read that one. Have you read the rest of the series? No, I'm working through them. I was going to say, does it get any better?
0: According to Scott, the fourth book is a bit of a slog, but the rest of them are really good. Okay. Yeah.
1: I look forward to that. I've been watching first and then reading the book, which is, you know, not exactly how it was designed to be. Yeah. Today,
0: originally, I was like, oh, I want to read the books before the seasons come out. And then I can barely const- I did finish reading a couple of books this week. So there's that.
1: Oh, yeah. What did yeah. you finish?
0: I finished The Ring, which is the Japanese book that the Ring series is based on, which is wow, way different than the movies.
1: Was it in English
0: though? Yes, it was a translation. I bought it okay. like earlier this year and never got around to it. Um I'm halfway yeah, I'm halfway through Grendel's Mother, which I felt was kind of appropriate because that one takes place in like Denmark in the cold and it was snowing.
1: So you're reading these? Yes. A hard copy or digital? Kindle copy. Okay.
0: And I started on, there's the Rick Riordan Presents series. My best friend gave me a couple of the ones that deal with like Mexican and Central American mythology. And I started on the one about La Llorona. So I was happy. Cool.
1: I watched Bicentennial Man last night. haven't seen that in like 20 some years. I always stretch for a good Valentine's day movie. And I keep forgetting Bicentennial man. It's a great, I mean, I wanted to watch the Martian on Valentine's day because there's a love story on board the ship. It's not the main story, but I'm like, you know, Martian, my favorite movie. Why not? It's an excuse to watch it. And the girl shot me down. So I turned on Bicentennial man last night. I'm like, dang it. I should have done that for Valentine's day because that is a love story.
0: Scott and I have a tradition of watching very inappropriate movies on Valentine's Day. Like, usually very violent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) what did we do this week? I think this week we watched Critical Role and 90 Day Fiance, though. (laughs) Because we were too worried about the the storm.
1: Yeah. I don't think the girls would be into the Deadpool movies for Valentine's Day. But it's appropriate. I agree, but. Maybe one of them, but definitely not both of them.
0: Oh, I cannot wait to actually build myself. A, I have my closet picked out. Oh, yeah. I have the idea for how I'm going to be soundproofing it. I need to build a little desk in there, but that's not hard. Uh, I'm very
1: excited. Yeah, that'll be cool.
0: I found a couple of YouTube channels that are very nice Japanese men who prepare and cook weird fish. Mm. I don't even like fish, but it's just, it's so fascinating and they're just so friendly and there is very soothing music playing. Mm. It's weird to have like soothing music playing when the guy's like, I'm going to make sashimi out of this live squid.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't mind actually seeing that because that's always been fascinating to me.
0: Do you want me to give you the recommendations? Sure. Okay. Uh, the first one is Kimagure Cook. K-I-M-A-G-U-R-E. Okay. And let me find the other one. It actually, his name is actually in Japanese characters. So uh, I might just link.
2: Did you finish The Expanse?
1: I haven't started it yet. Season five. Oh, so good. I know. That's what I hear. I meant to start it last week. I have to guess on another podcast this next week. So we'll see. Although this should be a cakewalk. It's about the (laughs) rescuers. Ooh, I love those movies. Mm hmm. I wanted to do the rescuers down under, but I was oh. undercut by somebody else. So I have to I, I was given the Rescuers. I
0: actually think Rescuers Down Under is better than The Rescuers. That's why I wanted to do Yeah, it. that was the first movie where I realized, oh, sequels can be better. And I'm not counting Star Wars because I considered them all one movie at the time.
1: <laughs> I did finish a new hope and on the treadmill and that was going to be it then i was going to start the punisher but then i was just thinking you know i'm never going to go back and do this ever again so i just felt the need to go back to watch solo to make sure i knew what happened with the millennium falcon during that whole thing so i started that but after i get done with that i'll be on to the punisher so tomorrow or the next day
0: the original muppet show is on disney plus now i'm so excited
1: I've heard about that. I uh, used to watch yeah. that Saturday nights all the time.
0: They used to show it on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. So I would just watch it just, and I really wanted to be a Muppeteer. So
1: original mo- a series or yeah, reruns. Original. Okay.
0: Well, it was the reruns at the time because it stopped in 81,
1: but yeah, I was like, yeah,
0: I watched it live. Dang it. Uh,
1: lucky. I know when I wasn't playing hockey at least.
0: This time on episode 365 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we talk WandaVision Season 1, Episode 3, Breaking the Fourth Wall, and we talk your feedback.
1: Lauren, I'm going to have you redo that. You said Episode 3.
0: Oh, blah, blah. So, do I just go again? Yep. This time on episode 365 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we talk WandaVision Season 1, Episode 7, Breaking the Fourth Wall, and we talk your
2: feedback. Which is it? It's going to be
1: great. Yeah, it's, this, was, it's, this is going to be great. And I think some of the we're, afterwards, you know, maybe we need, uh, when we talk about the Punisher, uh, maybe we need a short segment over unresolved issues out of WandaVision if we don't cover them after the, the ninth episode. Because I have a feeling that there's going to be some things that are unresolved coming out of WandaVision that will never be resolved. It's just a feeling like the beekeeper. Are we going to <laughs> t- find out what happened with agent Franklin? I don't know. Judging by what they did with Agatha though, I, I would say that they're going to try to wrap up as much as they can, but it's not like we're going to get a second season of WandaVision. We're just the, the second season of WandaVision is Dr. Strange. Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Legends of shield is copyright 2013 through 2021.